The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Romacraft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time romacraft tobacco the after show the after show the after after show show. it's the after show everybody and uh today we're talking about what goes where and why merchandising in cigar shops or merchandising altogether, but mo- mostly in cigar shops. I've studied this very deeply for many years. I'm a student of this particular subject. Uh, actually wrote a book about it, David versus Goliath, How to Compete and Beat the Online Giant. Uh, part of the read, if, if you're interested in the subject, in that book is go to page 43 to 45, where we go deep into that subject. Um, very, very important that happens, merchandising. You know, we, we did a show where we talked about influences. Influencer can, is a person, but merchandising can be an influencer Absolutely. in a cigar shop. And it happens, and maybe you don't even know about it. Uh, very important uh, for the retailer to understand this and for you, the consumer, to understand this is what's happening to you. The, the most perfect place to see this is to go into a supermarket. You're going to see it like no other. Uh, it's a science when it comes to this. And, you know, you go into a supermarket, the majority of people buy milk and bread. Jonathan isn't into milk until we did Brenner this week, and you saw all the people getting into milk and the cereal and stuff, right? You saw that. Were, were they just having a glass of milk? Nobody. Not one person had a glass of milk, including Dave. Huh. People put milk on their cereal, which is the normal use of milk. Right. And talk about the milk. It was, it was whole, whole milk. Whole milk. Awesome. I don't I don't, the whole the whole event has a just a bad taste in my mouth because of <laughs> us having to go shopping. I have PTSD from it. It was awesome. The he food was great. Uh, you went shopping awesome. like a married couple? He friggin' walks up and he's like, Well, people eat yogurt huh. for breakfast. I'm like, No one's eating yogurt. Put yeah. it back. Huh. Maybe he was tough. Yeah, you only eat yogurt for breakfast if you haven't put your teeth in yet. <laughs> yeah. The um you go into a supermarket, you want milk and bread, go into the supermarket, I guarantee you, you're going to have to go all the way to the back and all the way to the other side, the furthest possible spot. They don't make a lot of money on milk and bread. Everybody wants it. And what they want you to do is walk through the maze mm-hmm. and buy all the stuff. Jonathan tells me now, he just goes I just around, stay around the perimeter. Around. The, the thing about supermarkets is <clears throat> it's all about the first five things you see when you walk into any store. And when you walk in, as soon as you get past the cash registers, everything you see is what they sell. You don't see employees' coats hung up. Right, right. right? Even the carriages, you have to go looking for the carriages. You have to go looking for the baskets because they're tucked off to the side because they don't sell those. Correct, correct. So that's a a big important of it. Uh, One of the things also is people talk about top-shelf alcohol, top-shelf cigars. Is the top-shelf the best spot? No. For the item. No. 
No, not, not for short people. And it's weird. You say the top shelf liquor. Here in New Hampshire, the top shelf liquor isn't kept in the store. You've got to ask somebody for it. So that's horrible. But horrible. But that's because in New Hampshire, the government is running the yes. retail store. And despite that, they, own, they have a monopoly of it. If they didn't have a monopoly, they'd be out of business because yes. a great merchandiser would, would destroy them. Yes. Um, so um, we, we have competition when it comes into the cigar business. So we have to merchandise. You, the consumer, if I'm talking to a consumer right now, you are being merchandised in a good cigar shop. Not all cigar shops, unfortunately, uh, for them. Um, but what goes where and why? A big example of this is what Davidoff did a few years back, and they decided to put what they call shop in shop. This is a big white display that goes inside somebody's cigar shop that's usually all brown and dark colors and all of a sudden this well-lit white display is in the center and it brings your eye to it because color has a lot to do with lighting has a lot to do with it they said the retailer isn't doing our product justice we are going to force them to put this shop and shop in there um, if you go into a two guys you won't see it and that's only because we're grandfathered in from years back but anybody uh, that came in the past five years or comes uh, forward has to has no choice if you're going to carry their product. And that's because the retailer wasn't smart enough to do the right thing with their product. And they tell me that uh, it grows sales as much as 30% in the store. Where we don't have that display, they said if you put that display in your store, you're going to grow 30% because other stores grew 30% on that product. It's not true because I am merchandising in the store. Correct. I would, believe me, it would be in the store tomorrow if I believed that that was going to grow 30%. If I had that regular store, it would. When we did the ep episode about uh, do you, you want to open a cigar shop, yeah. the main theme of that was location, location, location. The yes. big difference between Two Guys Smoke Shop being on this side of Route 28 in Salem, New Hampshire versus being across the street, people who live in the town said, oh, we have a cigar store now. They didn't know it, it, it was there for 10 years. Right. So location, location, location works for cigars and cigar brands. What goes where and why? is the number one question that we ask when we get new product in. Absolutely. Uh, Perdomo is another one. Now, Perdomo, for those that don't know, if a store is carrying Perdomo, they are carrying four sizes minimum of that line. You're not going to go into a cigar shop and see just a Robusto or the Robusto and Toro. Right. It, it's not going to exist because they know, and it's true, that they need X amount of 36 inches. 36 inches to be able to be seen in a humidor. So they're setting you up for success for you, the retailer, to do that, to have that four of each line minimum to have it. And you know that you go in the cigar shops and you can see the Perdomo cigars. And even other manufacturers look at it and say, oh, my God, the displays that Perdomo has is unbelievable. What have we learned here? That's what you need to do is actually show that amount of space as a retailer, I always liked when manufacturers came out with small boxes of five on top of four or five on top of five, uh, five cigars across, five up, and it's a little block and only takes a little bit of space because we're out of space. Right. So that's nice. The problem is you take two or three or even four of that, it's still invisible. Right. It adds up to maybe three boxes of Perdomo yeah. as far as the, the, the footprint. 
So uh, shelf talkers, an- another one back on the Perdomo. The little flap comes out and folds in a certain way so that you can see um, what they brand want you to see. Too. Uh, sometimes it has information on it that if you have a store that doesn't have a good sales staff, that's going to tell you it's mild, medium, or full. Uh, some flavor notes. They got a, a silent salesman there, and yes. that, that brings me to the other part where cigar store owners that are listening. Put the price of the box on the box. Put the single price, put the box price, because in one year, you will sell, I promise you, one extra box of that cigar by having the price. If you got 400 different facings, that's 400 extra boxes of cigars that you're going to sell because you have a silent salesman there saying, hey, you, you can do the math quickly. You're going to save 10% buying the box. Guys will buy the box. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the biggest mistake I think a lot of shop owners do. They don't put the box price on there. And then they say, we really don't sell many boxes. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. You're not giving the person the option. Yeah. If you're hanging, if there's a picture hanging on the wall and that picture is for sale, you got to put a price tag on it or else people think it's a picture on the wall because that's what it is. And what's the number one question that we get asked when someone walks into the store? What's new? What's new? Your merchandising should answer that question for them easily and in a concise manner. Be displaying what's new. Give it 30 days to be able to get a little bit of traction, enough people buying singles so that that brand can be alive. Otherwise, why bring it in? Yeah. Now, why do some of the bigger companies sell the most cigars? Take General Altadas, Drew Estate, Davidoff, Perdomo. Why do they do that? Because it's merchandising that happens. Some of these companies actually make it in the best interest of the retailer to carry a lot of facings and a lot of different brands of theirs. And if you get to a certain amount, there's little kickbacks and things that end up happening there so that all their stuff is a wall of their stuff that you'll be able to see. And a little guy can't do it. Or the the retailer is not going to take a whole bunch of the little guy's brands enough to end up doing that. But I would say to the retailer, at least buy four, maybe five sizes of one line. Well, you know, the, the, the fourth side doesn't sell all that well. It's there for another reason. It's there to help the rest of the line. Think about would- Perdomo's Torpedo. He sells more Epicures than any other size because the Torpedo is a little bit more money. And the conversation is only about what size Perdomo are you buying, not what brand am I buying. You're, you're there at Perdomo. Oh, I don't want to spend the extra 30 cents for the Torpedo. I'll just take the, the Epicure size, the Toro. But the Torpedo is the best one. Torpedo is definitely the best one. It's the best one. Mm. Um, so shelf talkers, silent salesmen, we brought that up. Um, highlighting a cigar brand. He's talking about you go in and the customer says what's new. How about you answer the question before the guy even comes in, and you highlight a brand on a table, you bring it out of the humidor for the day, at nighttime you put it back in, and you set up a display like a manufacturer is in your store set up doing an event, but there's nobody there. And all of a sudden, there is a light on there, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to put a light on it. Lighting has a big thing to do also with it, but at least highlight it there. You're going to come in and you're going to watch this magnet happen that the consumer goes to it. This is what I love about I move things around in the store. I see what ends up happening. You put it over here. You got a a product that is really good and not selling well. And then all of a sudden you say, wow, it should be selling. It's a great cigar. It's not selling well. Let me move it. You move it and all of a sudden there's new life. I blinded Trevor on uh, Hammer and Sickles Hermitage. Uh, last week yeah so he smokes it and 
he guessed the country of origin, but he didn't guess what it was. But he kept saying, man, this is really good. Man, this is really good. This is smoking really good. And I tell him what it is. And wouldn't you know, now Hermitage is the one he picked that he wants to highlight at the register so that other people can get, have that experience that he had because the brand got forgot about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we, we talked, uh, this is what we talked about on Clubhouse, by the way, which we thought was going to be, we're only going to have 20 minutes. And we, we went an hour. Uh, so easy. Oh, it was almost an hour and 10 yeah. by the time we wrapped up. There was so much more to talk about. Um, and, and I wondered if the consumer was going to like it because we're kind of talking shop talk here. But once you hear what I'm saying, you'll never not see it again. You're going to go into a store and you're going to see this thing happening. And I really appreciate it when I go into a store and I see them merchandising for me and doing it. And I put a smile to my face and I'm like, look how, how good they, what so they're trying to do here. Market Basket around here probably has the best merchandising program. They'll, their buyers will get unbelievable deals on things like a Near East rice pilaf, and they're a dollar a box, and they are part of this disruptor program that they have. So when you walk in the store, you have to pick go right or left. It doesn't matter which one you pick. You're Something running in right your into this display. Which is nice for you. Another thing to say, if you've seen that, and, and it looks like... Why did the guy leave this thing in the middle of yeah, the they're aisle? Yeah, they're choking. They're choking the the they're traffic. That's so that you buy purpose. it. Yeah, it's there on purpose. Oh, I'm gonna. And I and came in for milk and bread, but I'm gonna get four boxes of this because they're a dollar a piece. I have to get them. You know what I like when it ends up saying five for five dollars or two for a dollar. Remember cans of string beans yeah. or something? They were two for a dollar. If you bought one, they rung up as fifty cents. Of course. Right. But, but you always got two, yeah, because that's the sale. That, <laughs> it's awesome when you end up seeing this type of thing work. And then we work our way over to the cash wrap. Right now, we've decided what we're going to buy. We've picked these different things, and you get to the cash wrap where the magic happens. At the supermarket, you're buying candy bars, and you're buying lip balm, and you're buying all kinds of stuff that you did not come in there for. Chips, a cold soda. Yeah. It's all right there. It's right there, and they'll tell you at these supermarkets they make the most money of course. At, at the cash wrap. Yeah, the whole key to the cash wrap is stuff that is high-turning and stuff that is crosses the line between wants and needs. Yes. So the Cyclone lighter, for example, we have at the cash register. Now, someone may have a lighter, but do they have a backup lighter in their glove box? Yeah. No, they don't. And they say it to themselves, oh, I need an extra lighter because these are only $13 or two for 20 All right, I'll take two. Yes. I'll put one in my glove box and put one in the, the door. The extra cutter, the batteries, if, you, if, if you're a store that uh, – the people would need batteries. We have water, soda, it, all by the cash wrap that's happening, a little snack or something like that. Upcoming events, yep. boom, right right by there. Oh, you have an event coming up, boom. That brings me to events. So you, you have an event in the store, and it's so helpful for the sales guys. This is, again, to, to retailers. It's helpful for the sales guys. It's helpful for the rep and the brand owner. If they're running a special, print out the special on a easy-to-read, big-font piece of paper with a white background so you can easily read the special. The salesman will uh, be thankful for it because they won't have to try to remember it. It's all written down. And again, another theme here, silent salesman. It just sits there. A customer can walk up unbothered. Maybe everybody's busy. They can read the deal and take advantage of it without yeah. needing it explained. He's in the middle of talking with somebody 
and is going to get to this guy in one second, and the guy just walks over, and he waits. Three seconds went by. He could have looked at that and decided at that point, oh, that's a good deal. Okay, let me get it. And the guy turns his head and says, oh, my God, the guy just bought that. And and for the retailer, you want the biggest deal to be the top deal. Yes. You don't want the four-in-one to be the deal on top because the person stops there. Yeah, yeah. You want the box deal first it's and, a better a, deal. and a bigger fine. And yeah. then go smaller as you go down. It is a better deal. Yeah. So show them the best. Yeah. Show them the best. They deserve to see the best first. So show it to them. Um, then one thing I say to our managers at the store every single day, when they come in, this is their job as a manager to come in, they, number one, park their car the furthest away from the, the last spot in the parking lot that they could possibly go into that is not for your customer that comes in and has to go the furthest that's for you that stay in there all day long the person that parks the furthest away wins they're the ones that got there first and it's a very positive thing as they're walking to the store they're picking up any crap that, that's along the way if it looks bad and now they walk in the store you the consumer walks in the store too Start looking at when you walk in any store you walk into, as soon as you step into, into the store and open your eyes in that room, count the first five things that you see, and that should dictate to you what that store is. So we're Two Guys Smoke Shop. We only sell cigars, but we're Two Guys Smoke Shop. You come in and... You see single cigars, boxes of cigars, lighters, cutters, and humidors. Those are the first five things you'll end up seeing. Not a coat rack, not a cigar lounge, uh, people sitting around, not old signage that say good five-cent cigar and things like that. You're seeing single cigars, boxes of cigars, lighters, cutters, and humidors. And somebody will come in, and in two seconds, three seconds, they're going to say, you don't sell cigars, most, cigarettes here. Most people are looking for Newports because the state of Massachusetts banned yeah. Uh, flavored tobacco of any kind. So they're walking in looking for Newports. They can see we don't carry Newports. In one second. Because if, if you carry <laughs> Newports, you also have to have the sign that says we carry Newports, right? Yeah. You'd have to have it. There's no sign. There's no Newports anywhere. And they don't ask, do you carry Newports? They say, oh, you don't carry cigarettes. Right. No, we don't. Go on over So it works on two, on two different, it works two different great. ways. Um, so if there's promotions, put the signage up. And if you are going to put a sign, a tape sign on a piece of paper on the wall looks like a tape sign on a piece of Frame it. If it's good enough to uh, to offer this deal, it's good enough to frame it. Sure. You can go to a dollar store and get a frame and make it look halfway decent. Um, but even the acrylic stand-up things, you know, you can get yep. it at Staples for a dollar. Yeah. Put the paper in there. It looks good. It's clean. Okay. It is time for the strength and character segment. It's time for the Strength and Character segment. <coughs> Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. Okay, six pillars of character, trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, caring, and citizenship, which is what we're on, and we're on the last thing oh, on citizenship. God. Great. And with, th and with th three whole characters down and three to go. We still got three to go? We have three to go. Nice. So, so citizenship And then is we're going to repeat everything. Yeah. Co cooperative. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> oh, I'm the most cooperative. <laughs> no. <laughs> huh. Do we feel we feel a lot on these things, don't yeah. do we not? Why is that, why are you automatically I, I, I assuming know. I'm could, failing? Could you say being opinionated and, and offering the devil's advocate makes you uncooperative or are you being cooperative I to happen the to equation? Like it. Depends. I happen to like depends it. Depends on your motivation. Are you trying to be an asshole or are you trying the to The answer is yes, help? he is trying to be yeah. an asshole. I'm surprised that you said you like it because I feel like when no, I play I like devil's it. advocate, I piss you off. I like it. But I would imagine, I would tell you as a human being, most people that you work for are not going to like your devil's advocate Yes. Automatic. Yes. You go there. I like it because I want to know up front, do not tell me after I run the promotion that that was stupid. You should have never did that. I, and I'd say, why didn't you tell me before? Dave, I told you ahead of time, Brenner was not a winner. Right. You did. I told you ahead of time. And and I am the on the thing of, I tried Brenner years ago. You wanted to work I so badly. Work. We had to cancel it. We have canceled right. very few things ever. Yeah, because I'm a guy that's going to take it to the to the end. So you got a and minor win because you had Brenner. I pulled it off. I loved it. Yeah. People don't love it, so I can't do what I love. If imagine if I had the cigar shop downstairs and I only carried brands I like, <laughs> there would be no strong cigars no. down there. None. No. And I knew a store in Jersey that was nothing but strong cigars. <laughs> because that's it, what the owner liked. And it went out of business <laughs> in a year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we can't deal with, with our own and uh, that is that. You know, the big smoke is in Las Vegas this week. Yeah. And um, I was talking to Dan. He's with Altadas. And, you know, I, I said to him, you know, I want to know a question. You, now that you're with Altadas and the big smoke is set, is set up, do you pick your spot where you're going to be? Or do they pick the spot for you? And he said, they pick the spot for you. I said, I thought that was going to be the answer, but when it comes to the PCA trade show, the manufacturers pick where they are. And one of the biggest problems I find in the PCA trade show is what goes where and why. Mm. The deck is stacked against the, the little guy. And it doesn't make any sense at all. It does not make no. any sense where things are put because these people are picking it for themselves. If you want them, set them up for success. You set it up. You know somebody has a big giant booth with a that big blocks giant everything, wall. everything, yeah. He has to go against a wall. You yeah. mean like the guy that has a bridge in the... Right. Yeah. Directly in front. I mean, he's front. not there anymore, but yeah, blocking everybody it behind was the, him. The first one when you walked yeah. in, and you couldn't see anybody yeah. behind you. It's it just a bad, bad setup. And I look at it, and I go, oh, my God, this is terrible. I sat on the board. I said, let's not do this yeah. or whatever. I did my say. I tried to make a change. Uh, it didn't work. But I'll say to the, anybody listening from the PCA board, um, this is interesting looking at the schematic of the big smoke that they sent me. And... Um, it's set up correctly because we know that Rocky Patel goes to it and Carlos Fuente goes to it. And they're at, a, at the end of an aisle so that when a long line of people Forms, are there, yeah. it's not going to block somebody right. else's. It's so well put together. Somebody put a lot of time and energy into it, and the flow is probably fantastic of how this sets up. And then you go to the PCA, and the flow is horrible yep. because they let them choose where they want, and they don't know. They don't know that they're choosing no. a bad spot. They're just saying, this kind of looks good. It's yeah. kind of up in front, and we like this. It's near this guy. It's Ooh. terrible yeah. for them. It's terrible for them. It's terrible for everybody. 
No. So something to think about. The the sponsor of the after show is in Vegas this week, I think. But he, not for the big smoke. He's not set up at the big smoke. <laughs> no, he's at the SEMA show, I think, you know, shopping for car parts. Actually I I was shocked. Another thing was the amount of manufacturers that are at the show was very small in comparison oh. to I haven't been there in years yeah. but I remember getting the coupon book and 50 60 different manufacturers right. yeah. you'd go there's 16 hmm. uh wow um yeah once you count the liquor I think the highest number in there on the ticket was 26 or something like no. that Dave your yeah. anniversary party had 17 right it's, uh, I, you, we, it's bigger I, on my 25th I had 25 manufacturers right you're bigger than big 25. smoke. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, the, the positive part, I'll say, is they think out what goes where and why. And, and that's the whole thought process of this show. Uh, so it doesn't matter. You're in the cigar business or what, what kind of business you're in. What goes where and why is important in your desk. Uh, we we are sitting that where the trash barrel goes. What goes where and why is going to make your production better. It's going to make the people that go into your your office or certainly into our store, the flow, the ease yeah. around there of how it goes. Uh, it all matters, uh, and uh, that is it. That's all I have. All right. Anything else? I that is it. So. Next week, uh, he's going from uh, the bottom. Closing out a, a, a legacy cigar company, Nat Sherman, to the top. Michael Herklotz um, started his own company, Ferry Otago, and has the Nat Sherman brands called different things now. He's out. The, the product is out there on the shelves right now. And uh, we're going to talk to him and, and see what kind of voyage this was. Is he coming live? He's or? coming live, and I actually might wear a shirt and tie because he always dresses up. So oh, gonna, yeah. Oh, I, I get I'm to a, wear a suit. I'm going to wear a shirt and tie. And I might go tuxedo. Really? Tuxedo and bow tie. I might do tuxedo t-shirt because it kind of says, <laughs> I'm here to I'm here pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.